Hello Cryptonauts, today is September 21st, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alrighty, Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for cryptocurrency chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats, starting off with, hold on one second, here we go, Bitcoin settling at $10,460.91 for a, wow, 4.5% loss. Second place, Ethereum. For a three uh, settling at $345.32 for a whopping 7.6% loss. Third place, Tether settling at $0.99 cents for a no gain, no loss. Fourth place, XRP Ripple settling at $0.23 cents for a 5.5% loss. Fifth place, Bitcoin Cash settling at $214.16 for a 6% loss. Uh, sixth place, Polkadot settling at $4.07 for a whopping massive 11.2% loss. Seventh place, Binance Coin settling at $23.54 for a unbelievable 10.5% loss. Eighth place, Chainlink settling at $8.93 for a 7.7% loss. Ninth place, Crypto.com Coin settling at $0.15 for a 4.9% loss. Tenth place, Litecoin settling at $43.68 for a 7.6% loss. Wow, Cryptonauts, that is a lot. That is a lot. We have, we're, we're, regardless, 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 hold on. Let's look at the bright side. It's a time to buy. Buy some sats. Start stacking up, right? That's the, always look at the bright side. The cap, the, the cup is always half full. Right, your overall total market cap is at $335.4 billion, down by 5.4%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, second reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news, as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect the daily candies, which I did just did right now. All right, first news coming in from Daniel Phillips and Stefan Graves. How to get a Bitcoin address. <clears throat> when taking your first step into the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency space, you, your first challenge is finding a safe, secure way to store your crypto. Fortunate, fortunately, there's a huge variety of Bitcoin wallet providers available. These allow you to create Bitcoin addresses, also known as a public key that can be used for sending and receiving Bitcoin. Some of these wallets also provide access to the private keys, allowing you to quickly move your funds into another wallet if needed. It's important that you don't get your public and private key mixed up. You should never give out your private key, as anyone who has access to this can control your funds. What is a Bitcoin address? In simple terms, a Bitcoin address is a public identifier for your Bitcoin wallet acting as a virtual location where the cryptocurrency can be sent. When you create a Bitcoin wallet, you receive a public key and a private key. The private key provides, proves you're the owner of the wallet in question. 
the public key is used to receive funds. The public key and private key are linked through asymmetric encryption. The private key can be used to derive the public key, but the public key can't be used to extrapolate the private key. For this reason, you should never share your private key. A Bitcoin address isn't quite the same thing as your public key. Instead, <clears throat> it's temporary, hashed version of your public key. The address itself can consist of between 26 and 35 alphanumeric characters. For ease of use, they are often converted into a QR code format for sharing. Each, for each new transaction, the recipient generates a new single-use address which they uh, provide to the sender. Example of Bitcoin address. As mentioned above, the Bitcoin address are between 26 and 35 alphanumerical characters long. There are three different types of Bitcoin addresses. Pay to pay key hash, P2PKH, also known as legacy address. Pay to script hash, P2SH, and Betch32. Not all wallets support all three address formats. P2PKH addresses. <clears throat> P2PKH addresses are the original Bitcoin address format and also are known as legacy addresses. They start with the number one and are case sensitive. All wallets should should support legacy wallets. You should be able to receive Bitcoin sent from a SegWit address to a legacy wallet. Transaction fees are generally higher for P2PKH addresses. Example. Um, it's, it's a Bitcoin address, 1FWU4Z, da 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 da, okay, uh, P2SH addresses, nested SegWit or pay to script hash addresses use a similar structure to P2PKH addresses, but start with a 3 instead of a 1. The format was introduced to support the SegWit or segregated witness update to the Bitcoin protocol, which split off signature data from Bitcoin transactions, reducing the size of transaction data that needed to be stored in Bitcoin blocks. <clears throat> Practically speaking, this means that P2SH addresses have reduced transaction fees. They act as a halfway house between legacy and native SegWit addresses, supporting both types of transactions. They also support greater functionality than legacy addresses, such as multi-sig addresses, which require multiple digital signatures authorized to authorize a transaction. Example, uh, another Bitcoin address, 3C3NZHP, yada yada yada, alright, <clears throat> Betch32 address, native SegWit or Betch32 address start with BC1 and are not case sensitive, native SegWit addresses fully support SegWit transactions resulting in low transaction fees but they are not supported by all exchanges and wallet providers, example, another Bitcoin address, BC1QWDANAN, yada yada yada, Okay, method one, download a mobile wallet. Mobile wallets are fast gaining popularity in a simple and efficient way to store cryptocurrencies. Part of the reason they're so popular is down to their accessibility and ease of use. Most cryptocurrencies, mobile wallets are capable of storing a wide range of cryptocurrencies in a single place and can be used on both Android and iOS devices. Popular Bitcoin mobile wallets include Electrum, Jax Liberty, and BRD. <clears throat> so I do use Electrum, I use, I use uh, Jax Liberty, I've never heard of BRD. Your first port of call for a mobile cryptocurrency wallet will likely be the Google Play Store or Apple App Store, depending on this on your smartphone operating system. 
Search for the terms such as Bitcoin wallet or cryptocurrency wallet to find a mobile wallet that meets your requirements. It's important to pay close attention to the reviews. A number of fake wallet apps designed to steal cryptocurrency private keys and seed phrases have been known to s s uh, slip past checks and end up in those app stores. We, re we recommend sticking with wallets that have a large number of users and excellent reviews. <coughs> Okay, scrolling on down. Method two, use a hardware wallet. Arguably, the most secure way to create a Bitcoin wallet is by using one of the many cryptocurrency hardware wallets available. These are essentially physical vaults that allow users to store cryptocurrencies in an offline environment and are secured by a number of hardware wallets based uh, security layer. Okay, these security layers in include bank-grade security elements as with the Ledger, Ledger Nano X, physical biometric security with decent biometric wallets or the unique, unique duress pin featured on of the cold card mk3 most cryptocurrency wallets are secure against a wide range of attacks but they can be costly making them best suited for those with an extensive cryptocurrency portfolio okay scrolling on down method three registered at, at a cryptocurrency exchange Cryptocur cryptocurrency exchanges are an extremely popular way to store bitcoin since they also typically offer a free cryptocurrency wallet a large proportion of them of the most popular cryptocurrency exchanges also allow users to store and manage a wide variety of cryptocurrencies after simply opening an account but other but others require users to complete identity verifications and an anti-money laundering aml questionnaire before this feature is enabled <clears throat> okay and because let's see although most cryptocurrency exchanges provide users with a cryptocurrency wallet it's important to note that not all exchanges are trustworthy there are a number of fake exchanges that exist for no other purpose than to steal the deposits of the unfortunate individuals who registered there because of this it's important to do your own research before choosing an exchange being wary not to use platforms without a good reputation some of the most established and trustworthy names in the space include coinbase binance kraken and gemini but there are many more other options available <clears throat> and that's it and as stated as stated uh, two of my referral links is coinbase and Gemini because they're so trusted and they're so easy to use and I highly recommend them next news written by Liam Frost Bitcoin blockchain grows to 300 gigabytes in size the size of a full block, uh, Bitcoin blockchain exceeds 300 gigabytes of data on September 19th, according to blockchain.com. This is the size of a full Bitcoin transaction history for the past 10 years. It's also the amount of information full mining nodes need to download and keep on their hard drives after synchronizing with the Bitcoin network. While this amount of data might seem significant, a terabyte hard drive would easily cover it and continue to do so for another decade or two. In contrast, in our in our in uh, it's not our tribal in a node on the ethereum blockchain is already over five terabytes in size and increasing at record speeds with growing block sizes although a pru uh, a pruned node comes in just 165 gigabytes <clears throat> but the bitcoin blockchain has been growing faster at a faster rate over the last few years as opposed to its early days this is lar largely due to the, to the increase in numbers of transactions being made on a daily basis and the in introduction of scaling solution SegWit, which effectively doubled block sizes to 2 megabytes. Okay, enabling blockchain to scale. One small aspect of uh, Bitcoin's bloat is unspent transaction outputs, UTXOs. These are created when some Bitcoin is sent and the remainder of the wallet is sent back to the wallet as unspent. While they only take up 4 gigabytes of space now, they could become a scalability bottleneck in the future, according to 
Utrexo developer Calvin Kim. And that's what Utrexo is trying to solve. Utrexo compresses these proofs to under one kilobyte and provide a long-term scalability so solution as their size grows. Okay. The project, this project has already received some backing. Crypto Exchange BitMEX's parent company, the 100X Group, has recently awarded a one-year grant of $40,000 to Utrexo, but getting Bitcoin to change is a slow and laborious process. So it might be a while before it's implemented, but as Bitcoin slowly grows, there's plenty of time for adoption. Next news, written by Adriana Hamacher. Bitflyer integrates with PayPal for easy access to Bitcoin. Cryptocurrency exchange Bitflyer announced today that it's, that its European users can now deposit funds and buy tokens using their PayPal accounts. Other cryptocurrency exchanges have reportedly been working with PayPal to integrate their services with the leading fiat payment platform, and Coinbase enables withdrawals via the payment provider. The Bitflyer integration is one of the first to officially enable the purchase of cryptocurrencies, a potential boon for adoption. It also makes PayPal one of the most prominent mainstream companies to offer cryptocurrency in Europe. In the U.S., public, publicly traded mainstream payment provider Square and stock brokerage Robinhood already offer integrations with cryptocurrency services. The integration means that PayPal users, the payment provider has a 35% market share, can now easily deposit funds to the BitFlyer Europe platform to almost instant, instantly buy cryptocurrency. The new service will go a long way to removing barriers to entry, providing an alternative to money transfer, which can take up to three days for deposits to clear. <clears throat> okay, scrolling on down. The exchange enable, uh, enable trading platforms and Bitcoin last month for European and US customers following the launch of its buy-sell platform. Bitflyer also said it's launching several coins in the coming months, but it's PayPal's next move that the industry will be watching mostly, most keenly. Yes, yes, PayPal is massive. We'll see what happens in the near future. Hopefully in the near future. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. FinCEN files. Secret documents detail failures of global banking industry. Leaked documents detailed how over $2 trillion worth of dirty money has been funneled through the world's biggest banks, as published by BuzzFeed. Over 2,500 documents, including over 2,000 suspicious activity reports, documents have uh, how authorities were provided with evidence and failed to act. The FinCEN files are unprecedented. In 2016, the Panama Papers documented how the world's wealthiest avoided tax with help of law firms Mozak Fonseca. A year later, the Paradise Papers revealed further offshore dealings to the benefit of politicians and other public figures. What makes the FinCEN files different than is that they reveal systematic evidence of global corruptions rather than the wrongdoings of a handful of actors. F Banks enter Bitcoin, tweeted Pavel Rusnak, co-founder and CTO of Satoshi Labs, creator of the hardware wallet Trezor on the news. <clears throat> Alright, FinCEN findings. The FinCEN files documents document how a mass global corruption and money laundering runs right under the noses of the regulators and law enforcement authorities. They show that London-based HSBC allegedly allowed the transfer of millions of stolen funds around the world. According to the FinCEN files, these transactions occurred after evidence of illegal activity was found by U.S. authorities. In the Middle East, London-based Standard Charter was, was alleged, allegedly found to have been moving funds from Air Bank in Jordan more than 10 years after the clients of Jordanian entities were found 
to be funding terrorism. London, a hub for crime and corruption, the Fence and Files have implicated financial centers around the world. Among them, London features prominently as one of the international capitals for financial crimes and corruptions. One of the Fence and Files' biggest findings is that J.P. Morgan allegedly facilitated the movement of just over $1 billion through a London company. At the time of the transaction, the bank allegedly had no idea who was behind the money. Later, it was discovered the funds might belong to uh, Simeon Mag. Moglevich, a Russian mobster found by, on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. One of Vladimir Putin's closest associates, Arkady Rottenberg, was caught under U.S. and EU sanctions leveled at, uh, leveled at Russia in 2014 following the violent and illegal annexations of Ukraine. Rottenberg was meant to be exiled from using financial services in the West, but according to the FinCEN files, he has been buying expensive works of art using Barclays banks in London. How the FinCEN files relate to crypto. The leaked documents show how crypto industry itself, plagued with scams, hacks, and Ponzi schemes, is connected to traditional finance crimes. Okay. Uh, following the arrest of the alleged uh, owner of BTC, E. Alexander Vinick. Mezu's financial services stated they may have had among them uh, may have had among their clients legal entities could be operators of the BTCE exchange or private persons who could be owners or employees of the BTCE exchange. Its statement also said information about these individuals was forwarded to the law enforcement agencies of Great Britain. Okay. Uh, in addition, Bank of New York. Mellon, one of America's oldest banks, was shown to have reportedly wired over $100 million linked to alleged crypto Ponzi scheme, one coin worth $137 million combined. The transactions were flagged with American authorities as they were suspected to have been used as a means to hide the true source of illicit funds. Banks and regulators spent a lot of energy figuring out how to manage reputational risk. Perhaps taking suspicious activity reports seriously would be a great, a good start. Wow. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Stripe pays $120,000 to steer clear of alleged $8 million crypto scam. <clears throat> U.S. bank payment processor Stripe will pay $120,000 to resolve allegations of its fraud prevention system failed to detect illicit transactions made by the organi- organizers of initial coin offering PuxCoin, the Massachusetts Attorney General Office AGO announced last Friday. In July, three Canadian citizens were charged with fraud in connection to PlexCoin, an initial coin offering allegedly used to defraud its investors of $8 million, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Northern District of Ohio. Among those investors, 22 turned out to be from Massachusetts, where the local AGO alleged that Stripe's platform was used to transfer at least some of Plex's coin funds. Stripe processed payments facilitated by Dominic Lecrux, the owner of PlexCoin, and his associates resulted in the fraudulent and unregistered offer and sale of cryptocurrency, said the assurance of discontinuance signed by Stripe and the AGO. Okay, scrolling on down. Um, These documents also stress that none of these funds should be considered a penalty or a fine. Additionally, the the agreement does not constitute an admission by Stripe of any fact or non-compliance with any state or federal law, rule, or regulation. On Stripe's part, the settlement requires that the company's secure protocols will protect its customer in the future, as well as regular training for employees regarding sick 
regarding risk monitoring and fraud prevention. In its turn, <clears throat> the AGO agreed to not take any action against Stripe regarding the PlexCoin case. <clears throat> Alright, next news, written by Liam Frost. <clears throat> Digital Euro should complement, not replace cash, says ECB president. Alright, give me a second here. Refreshing. <clears throat> if the European Central Bank ECB creates a digital euro, it should only complement but not replace traditional cash, said ECB President Christine Lagarde at the Franco-German Parliamentary Assembly today. <clears throat> we are also exploring the benefit, risk, and operational challenges of introducing a digital euro, Lagarde said in her speech, adding a digital euro could be a complement to, not a substitute for cash. It could provide an alternative to private digital currencies and ensure that sovereign money remains at the core of the European payment system. Lagarde noted that Europe needs to get all the benefits of digital technology. At European level, this should be complemented by accelerating progress towards the digital single market to help deliver economies of scale for digital firms while addressing key concerns around cybersecurity and data protection, she said. Okay. Let's scroll on down. Let's see what this says. As Decrypt reported on September 15, the platform Societe Generale Forge, which was chosen by the French Central Bank in its call for applications to develop a CBDC for interbank settlements, has announced that Tezos will be used for French CBDC trials. However, China is still much ahead and plans to continue that lead. It's already rolling out its digital currency exchanges in stages that aims to be the first country to have a fully digital currency. China may, uh, China has many advantage, advantages and opportunities in issuing fiat digital currencies, so it should accelerate the pace to seize the first track, said a commentary from China's central bank in an article in China Finance, which is run by the People's Bank of China, PBOC, but perhaps France won't be too far behind. <clears throat> Alright, next news. Written by Forecast News staff, the new space race will run on blockchain. With space activities ramping up in anticipation of NASA's ambitious plan to return to the moon and eventually Mars, blockchain could have a crucial role to play in the resurgence space industry, experts say. If you gaze a little bit into the future and imagine a whole supply chain based on celestial body resources, that's easy to envision, especially if transactions are negotiated between robots, said Brian Israel lecturer of space and blockchain law at UC Berkeley School of Law in a video interview with Decrypt media partner Forecast News. Blockchain and Space Mining With NASA's recent announcement for its search for companies willing to go to the moon and retrieve samples by 2024, it may not be long before blockchain is involved. The ability to conduct in-situ in resources utilization will be incredibly important on Mars, which is why we must proceed with Alacrity to, de to develop techniques to gain experience with ISRU on the surface of the moon, said NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine in a statement. Experts believe that blockchain could assist future activities in space, including uh, supply chain security, governance, and more. Okay. Decentralized governance in space. Blockchain could also have an important role in creating roles of operations in outer space, particularly relevant since the Outer Space Treaty of 1967 limits the jurisdiction of countries to Earth. 
<clears throat> how would companies operating how would companies operating on the moon, Mars, and beyond interact with each other without a supervising authority in space? A future consortium of companies engaged in space activities in activities managed by smart contracts could be the answer. According to Israel, space governance could be guided by three layers of space law, inter- and intra-governmental policies, and a private rule-based system operating within the scope of the laws set up by the governments on Earth. As I consider the likely trajectories of space activities and blockchain technologies and contemplate a full stack of space governance layers, I envision a new layer, Israel explained in a lecture. Okay. Uh, for the smart contract governance systems to work, it may require parties to lock up a substantial amount of value to the consortium as part of their contracts in order to comply with rules, as well as a deal with potential penalties. Ultimately, the role of blockchain applied to space ventures has yet to be determined, but its properties of decentralization in space could become an important aspect of future considerations. As the technology matures, Israel argued, smart contracts could enable satellite operators to make enforceable commitments to each other, almost to self-regulate. Right. <clears throat> Next news, written by Jose Antonio Lance. Crypto market sheds $22 billion. Bitcoin slides to $10,400. The global cryptocurrency market shed a collective $22 billion in, a, in market capitalization today, with over 90 of the top 100 crypto assets plunging in price. The price of Bitcoin fell to $10,409, representing a decline of 4.5% within the last 24 hours. Crypto investors will be anxiously looking on with Mar- looking on with March 12th in the back of their minds. At the time, Bitcoin suffered a two-day price plunge that saw crypto assets lose over half of its value in two days. The Black Thursday market crash, which was felt not just in crypto but throughout traditional stocks and equity markets as well, was in large part due to the surge in the COVID-19 pandemic. A similar trend appears to be playing out today, with the Dow Jones Industrial Average falling by approximately 800 points again due to fear over the ongoing pandemic and potential second wave. In early September, Bitcoin suffered one of the biggest slumps since March. While it recovered a bit since then, it now appears that the last few days of months may be as ugly as the first crypto, if not worse. If Bitcoin goes, so does the crypto nation. The rest of the crypto market has similarly suffered today. Ethereum, the second largest crypto asset by market cap, fell by more than 10%, stabilizing around $337 per token. Newcomer Polkadot lost 14.57% to fall below the $4 mark, and Binance's BNB also recorded double-digit losses. Each token now costs $23, which is 12.63% less than the day before. Stocks react to COVID corruption. And just like March, the crypto market slump appears to be highly correlated with traditional finance markets. Panicked investors caused the Dow to drop by almost 800 points, while the S&P 500 and Nasdaq dropped over 2.5%. Both uh, both indies are currently at July levels. Um, let's see. What's more, leaked documents from the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, published by BuzzFeed, have revealed the the in way it in which banks and federal U.S. regulators have failed to prevent more than $2 trillion in dirty money from flowing through the financial system. That might be the kind of thing that makes people a little nervous about where they're putting their money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Next news, written by Robert Stevens. MicroStrategy exposes world's largest sovereign wealth fund to Bitcoin. 
While U.S. software company MicroStrategy bought $425 million worth of Bitcoin, the team didn't keep it for uh, keep it all for itself. Its investment means that its shareholders, among among them BlackRock, Vanguard, and Norwegian government pension fund, are significant, significantly exposed to Bitcoin. Using rough back of the napkin math, crypto research firm Arcane Research looked up the percentages of MicroStrategy shares held by each of the companies to work out their exposure to Bitcoin. BlackRock Fund Advisors, one of the, the, the stalwarts of traditional finance, owns a 15.24% stake in MicroStrategy, meaning that MicroStrategy's BTC holding exposes them to the equivalent of 5,829.3 Bitcoin or $60.6 million. Okay, uh, let's scroll on down. I see a bunch of numbers here. Uh, da, 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 da. <clears throat> CEO Michael Saylor predicted in 2013 that Bitcoin days are numbered and that it seems like just a matter of time before it suffered the same fate as online gambling when quizzed about it last week. Saylor said he had no recollection of these statements. How many CEOs and leaders of finance will forget they ever hated Bitcoin? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. I love Bitcoin. Wait, weren't you just saying that you hated it yesterday? What? I, I don't remember saying that. I, I, I would never say that. Bitcoin is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, buddy. Next news written by Andrew Hayward. CIA increases blockchain focused with profit-sharing R&D lab. The United States Central Intelligence Agency, CIA, today announced the launch of CIA Labs, a new internal research and development initiative aimed at allowing agents to develop cutting-edge technology in-house and even, and even profit from their creations. <clears throat> CIA Labs is a charter member of the Federal Laboratory Consortium for Technology Transfer, a wider initiative that helps more than 300 federal agencies, labs, and research centers commercialize the technology they develop. <clears throat> in this case, CIA agents will be able to file public patents on intellectual properties they work on and take a cut of the profits from uh, com- commercialization up to 15% annually at a maximum of $150,000 per year. The CIA keeps the rest of any IP earnings. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, scroll on down. In short, the CIA labs appears to be casting a wide net for now, but the agency hopes is that it can convince some blockchain and crypto wizards to join the agency and do their work for the benefit of the country rather than at a startup or private employer. Given the incredible amount of money flowing through the crypto industry though, will the prospect of up to $150,000 on top of an annual federal salary really attract the cream of the crop? Yo, hey, you know what? $150,000, that ain't bad, that ain't bad. Next news written by Jeff Benson. U.S. banks can hold reserves for stablecoins. Treasury Office. The Office of the Comptroller of Currency, OCC, part of the U.S. Department of Treasury, today publicly confirmed that national banks and federal savings associations can hold reserves for stablecoin issuers. The OCC's interpretive letter was meant to reassure stablecoin issuers and their customers alike that the common practice of putting reserve funds into national banks can continue provide, provided those coins are in hosted wallets. The OCC is charged with issuing banks charters and regulating bank activities. Stablecoins are digital assets backed by another asset, 
often fiat currencies such as the as the US dollar so that their value remains relatively steady. Dollar-backed stablecoins include Tether, Gemini Dollar, and USD Coin, which I have a little bit of all that in my bag. Awesome. <clears throat> As the OCC re- recently reaffirms national banks may provide permissible banking services to any lawful business they choose, including cryptocurrency businesses, so long as they effectively manage to risk the uh, and comply with a- uh, applicable law, including those related to the Bank Secretary Act and anti-money laundering, the letter reads. According to national banks, may re- national banks may receive deposits from stablecoin issuers, including deposits that constitute reserves for a stablecoin associated with hosted wallets. Okay, scrolling on down. Uh, though nothing for circle changes, Alarare believes the letter will positively affect the cryptocurrency industry at large. With this clarity from the U.S. Treasury Department and the standard for banks to hold reserves on behalf of stablecoin issuers, businesses of all sizes, fintech firms, and banks can have more confidence in building on this in- innovation while also ensuring that the guardrails and risk management expected from the U.S. banking system can be applied to the new age of internet money. In July, the OCC issued another interpretive letter clarifying that U.S. banks could act as a cryptocurrency custodian. Alright, next news written by Andrew Hayward. Institutional investors say they'll buy more Bitcoin. Survey. Alright, let's take a little. Refreshing. A new report from the cryptocurrency insurance company, Evertus, suggests that institutional investors plan to increase their focus on crypto assets in the next five years. Evertus surveyed investors that oversee some $78.4 billion worth of collective assets and 64% of respondents reported that they expect a slight rise in crypto investments from the likes of pension funds, family officers, insurers, and sovereign wealth funds. Meanwhile, a further 26% of respondents believe that they will dramatically increase their investments in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies over the next five years. All told, that's 90% of surveyed institutional investors that expect some increase in crypto holdings in the next half decade. That's amazing. That is amazing. Ultimately, the the issuance angles is what Evertus is promoting here since that's the firm's bread and butter. Evertus raised $2.8 million in seed funding earlier this year to further develop its crypto insurance products in a round led by Morgan Creek Digital. A lack of adequate insurance for the crypto asset market is clearly top of the list of concerns for many institutional investors, which is perhaps not surprising when, in, when insurers are only providing capacity of around $2 billion for a market for a market that is worth between $250 billion and $300 billion 300, what? that is worth between $250 billion and $300 million said Evertus President and COO Raymond Zinkich Zin, in a release. We are working closely with the insurance community to address this issue. Alright, next news, written by Alexander Behrens. Half DeFi yield farmers can't read smart contracts. Mm-hmm. Survey. 
A new survey revealed the yield farming trend in crypto is limited to a minority of users. And, well, I wouldn't say half is minority. Come on now. And that they may be taking on more risk than they realize. CoinGecko, a popular crypto, a popular crypto tracking website, released today the results of new survey of cryptocurrency users on yield farming. It found that of 1,347 respondents surveyed in August, just 23% had participated in some form of yield farming in the past 30 days. But the, but that more than 80% were at least aware of the term. Responses from the online survey conducted via social media also revealed that 40% of users engaged in yield farming can't access the risk of smart contracts, the automated code powering DeFi applications on their own, relying instead on auditors to identify risk from bugs or malicious access perpetrating scams. <clears throat> but audits are time consuming and expensive, leading many projects to forego them altogether and increasing the risk for DeFi farmers. Thus, says CoinGecko, all farmers should conduct the research before farming in any pools as there are more copy-paste yield farming tokens that could potentially expose them to a greater risk such as code vulnerabilities or scams. Yes, 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 of course, of course, of course. Uh, many successful yield farming strategies involved consistent cycling through different DeFi protocols in pursuit of the highest returns offered at a given time. So high gas fees can quickly eat into profits and even starting, even starting capital if users don't plan accordingly. Yet, despite these operating costs, more than 90% of CoinGecko's yield farmers' respondents said they have achieved returns of 500% or more from their activities. In the final analysis, CoinGecko finds that while astronomical yields are likely to fade away from DeFi protocols, some form of yield farming is likely here to stay a different projects via for the attention of crypto users and their capital reserves. Yes. Okay. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. Meme token added to Poloniex doubles in price to $1,600. Today, cryptocurrency exchange Poloniex begins listing meme in its DeFi in innova innovation zone. Users can now deposit meme and trade it for Tether. No joke. Meme, a protocol that allows people to stake meme tokens in exchange for points that can be traded in a non-fungible token, has generated more than just Shiba, Shiba Inu graphics. It's got some serious, if speculative, interest behind it. After the announcement, its price rose at a point of above $1,700, over a 100% increase from the previous day. That's crazy. Even before the Plonix listing, Meme was highly valued. Its price broke $1,000 on Sunday and hit a then all-time high of $1,342 early on Monday before dropping back down beneath $1,000. After the announcement, it rose to a new all-time high of $1,708. It's been yo-yoing, -yo but the general trend of late is up. Alright, uh, let's see. Mark Smith, founder of Namesake Domains and a member of the Telegram group, that sprung up around meme explained explained to decrypt that memes growing popularity may be because it's rooted in the current DeFi moment when values locked in decentralized finance protocol have gone from under one billion dollars in may to over nine billion dollars today they seem to be releasing the cards based on the narrative of the week's week for DeFi. for example after the Uniswap airdrop uh, they came out with hayden card he said referring to the founder of the Uniswap protocol which distributed governance token to users last week. 
the rare Hayden Adams card as opposed to a common one with a supply of 100, Smith said sold in 10 minutes. These are me mementos for being in the place and time, which is all fine just as collecting rare art is a perfectly acceptable pastime, but in the sped up world of decentralized finance, not everyone is in it for the lulls and some are just speculating, hoping the price will continue to increase. And as Jordan Lyle, the accidental godfather of the meme coin, told Decrypt last month when his joke concept was anonymously turned into reality, that price could fall fast, along with some native rubes paycheck. The meme coin is a very risky type of investment, it's fluctuating all over the place, pump and dump wells are all over it. So save your cat jokes they might be worth something someday, but unless you're in it for the laughs, don't buy memes. Alright. And I think that is it. Yes, that is it. Cryptonauts, we finally did it. We are done for the day. So, Cryptonauts, I hope you enjoyed our Monday, our Monday news, Monday stats. Monday is always a good way to start. I'll tell you what. I was happy to open up my my Celsius portfolio to find out I had a fresh deposit of crypto because I decided to deposit my crypto into the Celsius network. I earned crypto. I'm happy about that. Every single Monday I earn crypto and I highly recommend them. Check them out. I have a referral link below. Also, if you're looking for an easy way to to convert your fiat, your monies, your moolah into crypto, I highly recommend, like I mentioned earlier today, uh, Coinbase or Gemini. Very easy. Also, the Cash App, that's another one, uh, but Cash App is only limited to Bitcoin, which is still amazing. So, check them out. Let me know what you think. Also, I highly, I, I do, I do, I do, I do, I want you to guys, I want you all crypto, all you cryptonauts, come join me in Discord. We're having a good time out there. So, with that said, cryptonauts, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adiós.